You gotta spend money to save money. Welcome to Retirement Ship, your mentor to and for retirement. I'm your host, Freeman Lindy, Certified Financial Planner. Today, we do a second part of our little mini save money series, where we'll look at three more unconventional ways to save money. There are many lists of ways to save money online, but so many of them are just your classic, oh, put money into your savings account, try to pay off your credit cards, and so many of those classic saving money tips that we wanted to focus on some of the more interesting and unconventional ways. Today, then, we're going to talk about saving money by spending money. Yes, sometimes we need to spend some money in order to save even more. And again, these are not tips just to save $10 or $3, but really tips to save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars over the years. So the three that we're going to look at today are to one, detail your car, number two, buy gift cards, and number three, hire a coach. Each of these involve spending money up front, but will pay off big times in the back end. We'll cover each of these in depth today on the Retirement Mentorship Podcast. Save money, spend money. We're looking at how you can spend some money in order to save quite a bit more, especially in the long run. One of our topics last week kind of covered this, where you spend money specifically on subscriptions and pay more to avoid ads, only to save quite a bit more by not purchasing items in the ads. Let's look at three more today that require you to spend money up front that will save you money in the long run. Number one, detail your car. Buying a car is one of the most expensive things you can spend money on. Transportation in general is just a large expense for many people. And for many, many more people, transportation and owning a car is not just about getting from point A to point B, but it's about doing it in style. For many people, they are afflicted with a new car-itis, having to always be driving a new car. The pace that we each buy new cars at, or even new used cars, new to us cars, varies from person to person, but for each of us, it represents a significant expense. No matter how long we drive our cars, it's still a very large item. For some of us, we often get tempted to buy a new car or even a new used car because of the condition of our car. We get tired of driving our car and we want a new one. Again, part of that is due to all the ads that we see. And if we avoid some of those ads, that can help with buying new cars. But at the end, a lot of that comes from a dissatisfaction with our car. There's a reason that car sales lots and companies always want you to test drive cars, even if you say you're not planning to purchase when you're there, because they know that if you they can get you into a car, you will experience what it feels like to drive a new and improved model. It feels good. It smells good. And there's that new car smell, that sparkly, clean freshness of those cars that are for sale. And then we have to get out of that car and go back into our dusty, smudgy, rolling trash can that we are currently driving. And it's just, it's just no good. It creates lots of dissatisfaction. And we start obsessing about it. And eventually we buy a new car spending thousands or tens of thousands of dollars on that purchase. One of the ways then that we can reduce the amount of times this happens to us is by taking good care of the car we're currently driving. Because here's the thing, you can get a lot of those same feelings 
from getting in and test driving a new car just by detailing your own car. If you aren't familiar, detailing means a very professional, very deep clean of the entire interior as well as exterior of the car, cleaning every nook and cranny, getting rid of all the stickiness and mess and garbage, and giving it that nice new car smell again. You can always do it yourself, of course. You can spend a little bit of money getting uh, car detailing kits uh, and, and uh, shop vac and different things or put your kids on it. It's a great way to get them involved as well, make them do some of the work for once. But the other opportunity, of course, is just to get it professionally detailed for, you know, 100, 200 bucks, depending on where you go. Because many of us are not willing to do the work or not really wanting to anyway, let's focus on getting it professionally detailed. What if you spent $200 every six months to get your car professionally detailed? Consider that. Consider spending money on a professional detailing of your car twice a year in order to save money. Why? Well, it will reduce your total lifetime vehicle purchases. By detailing your car, you will love it again. It will feel new and you won't be seduced as easily into getting a new one since yours is a dirty pile of junk. By getting it detailed, you restore a lot of that pride in your vehicle and a lot of the enjoyment of driving again, especially if you didn't have to do the work, right? If you just drive in, pick it up when it's done and it just feels good again, it's like getting into a new car. It feels amazing. Let's say, just for sake of argument, that you are buying cars for 60 years, from age 20 to 80 or, or whatever. Just, you, know, you get 60 years of buying cars over your lifetime. And let's just take inflation out of the mix. Uh, the cost of detailing a car will go up. The cost of cars go up. The cost of everything goes up. Let's just take that out and let's all just look at it in, in today's dollars. But if you were to buy a car right now, every five years, let's say that's your schedule, every five years or so, you get a new car. And what if instead, if getting your car detailed would help you enjoy it longer and you could stretch it to every six years, right? Because you now you have a brand new feeling, nice new car every, you know, twice a year over that six-year period. You could enjoy it a little bit longer. If you end up spending, on average, $20,000 above your old vehicle, you know, trade-in, whether you're selling your car or whatever, if you end up spending on top of that $20,000 on each purchase, that's going to save you $40,000 in car purchases alone. Why? Because buying a car every six years instead of five will drop the total number of car purchases from 12 to 10. You only drive 10 cars over your lifetime instead of 12, saving you again $40,000 if you do that. And that's before you factor any investment income by leaving your money invested a little bit longer. You know, maybe you're one of those people that, that uh you know, you've got a lot of in savings, you've got a lot of investments, and you pull out and you buy a car in cash. Well, by stretching every single time those cars an extra year, all that investment is staying in there longer, and you're getting more investment income. Or if you're the kind of person that buys a car on debt and gets car payments and all that, and you pay it off, and then after a few years, you go and get another car payment. By expanding that for an extra two years, you're reducing all that interest income and leaving, you know, freeing up more money for an entire year longer to pay down other debt. And so the interest saved or made by delaying by another car by just another year will actually end up paying for the detailing itself. The $200 or so that you are spending on that car detailing, as long as you're not doing it all the time, right? It's probably the math isn't going to work out if you're getting your car detailed every week or once a month. But if you're doing it every six months or so, that's enough to keep it really clean and you can kind of keep it tidy for a while after that and then again get it deep cleaned every once in a while. That cost 
will be covered by savings in other areas. So that part is is essentially already covered, which means the savings you get by reducing the number of car purchases over your lifetime is straight savings. Talking about spending a few hundred dollars uh, twice a year, which again is already covered in order to save tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. Plus, you'll enjoy your vehicles more over their lifetime because they're just cleaner and nicer. You, of course, can do your own math, take your vehicle purchase frequency, how often you buy a new or new-to-you car, and multiply it by the amount you spend over and above any trade-ins or you know selling your old car. Add in one more year. Drag out that frequency by an extra year instead of three, make it four, instead of five, make it six, whatever it is, and you can figure out how much savings would apply to you if you did this strategy. Go out, get your car detailed, enjoy it, and save thousands. Buy a detailing of your car and save money. Number two is to buy gift cards. Many of us suffer from mosquito bites. Lots of little purchases that add up. Exactly how much are we spending on that morning, Joe? Who knows? It's easy, very easy to let those little expenses add up. And for many people, when they track their expenses for the first time, they're flabbergasted by just how much they spend in certain categories, right? When asked, you know, if they're pretty sure they spend, you know, maybe 20, 30 bucks a month at Starbucks, like I like a latte here and there, stop every now and then. But then when they go back and maybe use the software like YNAB that we've talked about and go back through their expenses and categorize all those, it, it tallies out to $80, $90 per month that they're spending. For so many of us, we spend $500 to $1,000 more per year than we think we do on certain categories. And it's different for everyone. It's Target runs for some people. It's a morning Joe. It's going out for beers, whatever it is. It's often these little expenses, though, that add up to quite a lot once we tally them up. And it's easy to do, and especially around here in the lacrosse area. Quick Trip is the culprit for many people. If you don't have a Quick Trip around your neighborhood, I apologize. I'm sure they're coming to you soon. They're taking over the world. Best gas station chain ever. They have great coffee, great food. And again, it's very easy for so many people. They're, they're Quick Trip on every corner here in La Crosse. People stop in, get their gas, jump in, and just spend a couple bucks. A couple bucks here and there. A couple bucks here and there. And it all adds up. And it becomes hard to track all those. And, and some people are very good about budgeting, but most people are not. And so there's an easy way for us to limit that spending, and that is to buy gift cards to those places that you frequent. Buy gift cards at the beginning. And, and these aren't to give away. These are to spend on yourself. It's kind of a modern-day envelope system. Right? You've probably heard of the envelope system. It keeps certain cash in different envelopes for different places, and once the cash runs out, you can't spend anymore. But for so many people, we don't use cash, and I don't like to use cash personally because then I can't track it. I track all my expenses, and it's easier for me to spend money with cash and not know where it went than to use some of these other methods. But using gift cards is like a modern-day envelope system in that you can, of course, only use that gift card at the place you bought it for. So let's say that perhaps your goal is, hey, I really only want to be spending $30 per month on Starbucks, like I, like I think I am. And I tallied up, and it was like 80 so what you would do then is you would get a gift card to Starbucks, even on your phone, and your phone wallet, whatever, and you could refill that gift card with 30 bucks at the beginning of each month. You'll be shocked that first month when you completely run out of that gift card by the 10th of the month. 
right? But eventually you get into a good spending pace on these easy to spend categories and be able to stretch out that spending and reduce it overall. Works in a ton of different categories. You know, if target runs are your thing, you can get a target gift card for yourself. And once it runs out, you can't go to target again until the next month. And with digital wallets and apps, it's easy to get them going and keep them going. Uh, once you get that set up, it's easy to refill the same ones you have. You don't actually need to go into most stores and buy them. You can buy them you know, online and, and that. So once you get it set up and going, buying gift cards is a great way to save money. It forces you to restrict your spending. And of course, it's not an actual expense like detailing your car is because you're just putting money into a car that you will spend again anyway. The thought of restricting your spending in these categories, it works very well. So buy gift cards and save money. And number three, hire a coach. And I don't mean a financial advisor here. Most financial advisors don't even do cash flow coaching and they're focused on other things. And so this isn't, you know, some shameless plug, uh, to work with me or anyone else. We've talked a lot about having a good financial advisor. And of course, that's, that is important. And, you know, a good financial planner, a good financial advisor can help you clarify your goals and align your use of capital with your values. And, and when you have, you know, those set out, it's easier for you to save money by limiting bad purchases because that doesn't align with your goal, right? You said, hey, time with the family is important. I want to go on trips. I want to spend money on the grandkids. I want to whatever else. Right. Having those clearly defined and someone that you've worked with in order to help you define that helps also to save money. Right. So hire, yeah, sure. Hiring a financial advisor and doing all those things will actually help you save money as well. Of course. But I, in this sense, I really mean a coach, someone who's really going to sit down with you and study the cash flow that you currently have and help you identify ways to save more money and to reduce spending and to get out of debt and all those things and to give you the tools to manage your cash flow better. For many people, we're just stuck in a rut and it's it's hard to get out of that. And having someone else who can hold you capable of saving money is worth whatever you would need to pay them to do that. And for most of us, we need someone outside of our spouse, right? Because for a lot of spouses, they can be just as guilty as each other at spending Money. I think in, in a lot of relationships too, there's, there's always an Adam and an Eve, right? And what I mean by that is in the Bible, in, in, in Genesis, uh, you know, there's a story of, of Adam and Eve eating the fruit that they weren't supposed to. And, and the way that it goes is, you know, the, the devil tempts Eve and she eats it. And then Adam eats it too, because he's just like right there with her, right? So Eve, Eve starts it and Adam just goes like right along. And, and in my relationship, I'm the Eve and my wife is the Adam, you know, especially when it comes to like food or things, you know, my wife would be like, oh yeah, maybe we should, you know, make this nice baked chicken and vegetables for dinner. That would probably be good. And then I'll say, or we could just get pizza and she'd be like, yeah, let's do it, right? So I'm the one that incites, that starts off the uh, the negative thing, whatever we're going to do. And then she's ready to go right along with it. And a lot of spouses are like that. A lot of marriages are like that where one person will want to spend money and the other person will just kind of go along. They might not be the one that initiates it, but they'll always just go along with whatever that spending is. So it's hard to challenge each other, right? You're trying to keep the peace in a marriage. You don't want to be fighting over money constantly. And so it can be easy to just keep spending that money. But by getting a coach and meeting together and getting those tools, you can do better at saving money. Nothing helps you actually save money 
like knowing someone else will be checking in to see how you're doing. And when you've told someone that you're going to be saving money, that you're going to be doing these things, it just provides that little extra, you know, uncovering of your secret money habits and allows you to yeah, just have that accountability knowing someone else will be watching will help you perform better at this. It's kind of like hiring a personal trainer, right, to get you going on a health journey. You know, maybe you need to spend money on a coach, a health coach to break through that financial gravity that's, that's holding you down, right? In the same way, you might get a personal trainer to really teach you how to work out and how to get better and you work with them for three months and then you do it on your own in the gym. In many ways, you can do that with a financial coach as well. Someone to help you get started, help you navigate, help you have those money conversations that maybe you're not having with your spouse. Uh, and then you can do it beyond that alone, right? It doesn't need to be a permanent expense that you always pay for, but spending the money once and learning those tools and getting that accountability can put you on a path to do it better yourself for the rest of your life. So hopefully this has been helpful to you looking at three different ways of spending money in order to save even more. Again, that is to detail your car, get it nice and fresh and clean and reduce your total vehicle purchases over your lifetime. And while, of course, enjoying each of your cars more. And number two is to buy gift cards for those places that are your guilty pleasures, places where those little expenses stack up. And then only use that gift card for that allowed time, usually monthly, and, and refill it as you uh, need to. And then uh, number three, to hire a coach, someone who can work with you and your spouse to, to learn the tools, to overcome financial gravity, and to do the things you need to do. Don't let this be another year. Right, we've looked back and every year you say, hey, this is going to be the year that we save money and don't again. Get it going by getting a coach. That's it for today. We'll see you next week on the Retirement Show Podcast. This podcast is educational only and is not intended to be investment, legal, or tax advice or recommendations, whether direct or incidental. Again, this is not investment advice. Consult your financial, tax, and legal professionals for specific advice related to your specific situation. Never take investment advice from someone who doesn't know you and your specific situation. All opinions expressed in this podcast are the opinions of the speakers expressing them. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Retirement mentorship is not affiliated with or controlled by any registered investment advisor, broker-dealer, or other financial services company.